Hello and welcome to Rooted Together. I'm your host, Charles Hegwood, and today we're going to continue our walk through the book of Acts in chapter 25, The Journey to Rome, part 5. Life sometimes can be a pressure cooker. Imagine metaphors such as, we are the sponge and when life squeezes us, what we hold inside will come out. Or, from our our cross-world training and orientation, we are like a tea bag, and life is like the hot water. That's the things that happen in life, is hot water. And what is inside of us will come out. In both of those metaphors, we have little control over the pressure or the hot water that we experience. That's life. That's the storms of life. We do have control and responsibility over what we hold inside. That would be our thought life, and that would be what we truly hold inside our hearts. So in Acts chapter 25, as the vice grip of life tightened on Paul, we see a life dedicated to the gospel. A life that fully relies on God and intakes as much gospel in time with God as possible. A mark of Paul was hearing about Jesus. When life pressures us and the hot water pours in, what is your mark? What's mine? A life truly impacted by the gospel will live and share the gospel in all of life life circumstances. Paul now had been in prison for more than two years. He has only been accused of things that no one could prove. They, and that would be Paul's opponents, couldn't prove anything to Felix, and now they want to try with Festus. So, a little background in between chapters 24 and 25, there's a regime change where Felix is out and Festus is in. And the names I still have trouble pronouncing because Felix and Festus are close enough to mix up, so excuse me if I do. But neither one of them could prove Paul's guilt, and neither one of them really thought Paul was guilty of anything, yet they kept him right along in prison. So he was in prison for more than two years because of Felix, and during that two years, as we talked about in our last episode, Felix invited him to come and to share his faith in Jesus with him and his wife. But his opponents still continue to try to prove stuff to Festus, so now they want to try. And as they are given, as we're given details from Luke here, uh, we realize that as they say, hey, bring Paul to Jerusalem so that we can have a trial, really it's a plot to kill Paul. They're going to ambush Paul on the way and kill the soldiers and Paul in the process. And, And though Festus was largely unaware of that, as far as we know, he doesn't know anything about an ambush. He still doesn't move Paul. He decides to keep Paul in Caesarea. Maybe call it God's guiding leaders who don't follow him. But for some reason, he decides to keep Paul in Caesarea where he's safer and away from this ambush. So a group of Jewish leaders now go up to Caesarea. Remember, it's been two years since Paul's been arrested. Where another trial is going to be held. And Paul appeals during this trial to Caesar. Perhaps Paul knew that this was the way, if you remember back a couple chapters as he was discouraged and Jesus stood by him and told him, you will go to Rome and be my witness. Maybe Paul realized this was the way that he was to be a witness before Caesar in Rome. 
So now enter King Agrippa. Because of Paul's appeal to Caesar, King Agrippa, who happened to be visiting the area, now has to be consulted. And the king wants to hear Paul's case, and that'll be in chapter 26. And we'll look at that in the next chapter. But it is Felix describing Paul to King Agrippa that I want to focus in on. How has Paul responded to all of the stresses of life? To all of the stresses of being in prison, to all of the stresses of being misrepresented and lied about. What marks Paul, his life, and what he says? Well, let's look at verse 19 to see that. It says, as he's talking to King Agrippa, it says, Instead, that they, that would be his opponents, had some disagreements with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who Felix, or sorry, Festus rather, doesn't really know much about, but he says a dead man Paul claimed to be alive. And since I was at a loss to dispute over such things, I asked him if he wanted to go to Jerusalem, but he tried and be tried there regarding these matters. But when Paul appealed to be held as a trial, sorry, appealed to be held for trial by the emperor, I ordered him to be kept in custody until I could send him to Caesar. And we read over verse 19, and if you were reading from 13 to say 22, it may be easy to read over verse 19, but I think it's very, very important because we learn something. Festus quickly learns that within a couple days of being in Caesarea, that Paul teaches that Jesus rose from the dead. He hasn't spent much time around Paul. He's He was in Caesarea three days. He went down to Jerusalem for eight days. And in the 11 days or so that he spent in and around Caesarea and Jerusalem, he has learned Paul and what marks Paul's life is Jesus and Jesus resurrected. Paul was marked by his proclaiming and proclamation of the gospel. The gospel marks Paul's life as the stresses of prison and being slandered press in. Paul consistently drove people to the Christ, the gospel. He drove them to Jesus. He told them about Jesus. He proclaimed Jesus resurrected, even though had he just simply said, I don't believe that, or maybe you don't have to believe that, he probably would have been let go. The Jews would have not continued to uh, their assault on him. But Paul continued consistently to talk about Jesus resurrected. He keeps telling people of Jesus alive, resurrected, not a dead man. No, Festus doesn't know how to take that, but he knows what Paul believes. It was everything to Paul. Paul, when squeezed, oozes scripture and gospel. When life's hot water pours in on Paul, he changes the water to scripture-filled and gospel-driven water. So it should be with all of the church. Paul wasn't as much special as he was prepared. I know sometimes we can read into Paul and go, right, well, that's Paul, and Paul was special. Yeah, he was an extraordinary believer, but he's not a super saint, right? He is what we all should be striving towards. He, he tells the Ephesians, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul sought to imitate the Jesus that he spoke about. So he wasn't as much special, but he was prepared. The reason why when he was squeezed, he was able to, to go to Christ and to preach the gospel and to 
speak scripture into bad situations was because Paul was prepared for such things. Well, how do we prepare for such things? Well, first, we must intake more Bible. If you aren't steeped in God's Word, first of all, you're steeping in something other than God's Word. You're steeping in something. Steep in God's Word. And that that way, when the hot water pours in, God's Word comes out. When, when you as a sponge are squeezed, God's word comes out because you are intaking as much Bible as you possibly can. Read God's word. Absorb it so it is readily available when trouble comes. And when the opportunity to share Christ arises, you have to be ready, prepared, and let's say this, preparing as we go. If we have treasured God's word and we have stored it in our hearts, then we it will mark, sorry, it will mark how we respond to the pressures of life. We must spend time with God. That is through prayer and meditation on who God is and with God. If you don't spend time with Him, you will not be ready to run to Him when trouble arises. Paul walked with God, and I'm very intentional with the word with when he prayed, he prayed with God. He didn't just simply pray to God as God was up there not listening or not real. But this understand prayer, you don't simply pray to God, you pray with God. You're communing with the king of the universe when you pray. Don't lose sight of that. Paul walked with God throughout his day. We too must prioritize time in the presence of God. And this is I know a lot of people call this, you know, quiet time, quality time, quality time with God, thinking of God and talking with God. Now, look, I'm not saying you have no time or room for anything else. I like sports. I like to talk about sports. Maybe you like movies. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with with thinking about those things or you know, watching movies or watching sports. That's okay. But if those things If we spend more time doing those things and steeping ourselves in those things than God and time with God, then when the pressures of life squeeze, we will not be marked by gospel. We'll be marked by other things. The most time we spend must be with God and His presence. So let's wrap this up. Just as Paul was known for his proclamation of the gospel, we are called to be known by the same way. How do you respond to life's pressures when it pours in from all sides? Well, here's a here's a quick application. Prepare now for such a time. Maybe you're in a good time. Prepare by uptaking God's word, spending good time with God, walking with God, talking with God, meditating on who God is and, and what God has done so that we may be a people marked by the gospel. I'd like to thank you for joining me and Rooted Together, and I look forward to seeing you in chapter 26 next time. I'll see you there.